Hi, this is Kathy Krueger. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And today, Jonah, our very special guests are Dora Celestiano and Christina Goebel, and we'll be talking about CAPE, um, the Council for Addiction Prevention Education and Recovery. And let's say good morning to Dora Celestino. Hi, Dora. Good morning. And another great good morning to Christina Goebel. Hi, Christina. Hi, good morning. So, Dora, tell us, what is CAPE? CAPE is the Council on Addiction Prevention and Education. Um, our mission is to be recognized premier substance use disorder um, prevention and recovery provider in the Hudson Valley, um, the Hudson region. And we implement nationally established educational programs, policies, and services. Mm. And how big a problem is addiction in the Hudson Valley? I mean, you know, people have this image that that kind of thing only happens in big cities like New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles. How, how big a problem is it here in, in rural New York? Well, unfortunately, it is a huge problem. Um, the Center for Disease Control data shows that the national drug overdose deaths reached a record high of 93,131. And that's just in 2020. In New York State alone, the number of overdose deaths rose by 31 percent. Wow. Is that, is that somehow is related to the to p- being, pandemic? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Being <laughs> scooped up at home during the pandemic. Yes. Um, I, I believe that it is due to the pandemic, um, but the numbers continue to rise, Ugh. which and, is extremely uh, scary. And uh, Christina, what what is your job at, uh, at uh, CAPE uh, dealing with uh, addiction prevention, education and recovery? So I am the senior peer engagement specialist at CAPE, um, and a peer engagement specialist is an individual with lived experience related to alcohol or substance use disorder. Mm. Our role is to complement and not duplicate or replace the roles of therapists, case managers, and other treatment team members. And uh, basically, we engage individuals, encourage them, motivate them, and support individuals on their chosen pathway to recovery. Now, you say that you've got some uh, personal experience. That's, that's how you got the job? Yes, I do have personal experience. I am not myself in recovery, but I do have uh, family members that I have lost to addiction. Uh-huh. And I was um, I was also in a marriage where uh, my, my ex struggled with substance use. Well, no, God, God bless you. I, I know yeah. growing up, I, I had a father that was an alcoholic and, you know, did unspeakable things to family members. And I can't even imagine, you know, I, I became a nurse, I, but I didn't go your way. You know, that was, I'm, I'm impressed that that's gotta be tough. Addiction is definitely a family disease. It does affect yes. everyone. It has a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And Dora, what got you interested in, I'm sorry, go ahead, Christina. Yeah. That, that was all I said. I think. Oh, okay. Dora, oh. what got you interested in this line of work? Well, prior to my role at CAPE as a community prevention educator, um, I was an operations manager at Level 1 Trauma Hospital. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I actually, on the personal side, I have, um, I actually do see Chris, uh, Christine, uh-huh. our prior, um, I'm sorry, our prior community prevention educator. And she had presented a program to the high school where my daughter went. And it, it, she delivered it 
incredibly, and I'm thinking the importance of these educational programs is permanent in, in our youth. So, yes. so I reached out to her and I said, I would love to volunteer for the medical aspect. And um, so I volunteered with Teen Driving, which is a locally developed program that brings um, the victim impact model into local high schools. And these students have to take teen driving with a parent in order to get a parking permit at their school. So, and the panel consists of victims of substance related issues, um, the DA's office, insurance industry, and the medical community. So I spoke on behalf of the medical community and a couple of years after Chrissy had gotten a promotion to agency director and reached out to me and said, I know how passionate you are um, about this project. Would you like to apply for the prevention educator position? And Mm. I, with bells on and loving, you know, every minute of it. Now, addiction, addiction comes in all sorts of forms and flavors. Uh, uh, when people think of addiction, they think of drug addiction or maybe alcoholism, but there's also gambling and, and other types of addictions. What, uh, either Christina or Dora, what uh, addictions do you try and help resolve and solve through CAPE? So I guess I'll take that one since I deal with recovery. Um, okay. <laughs> So we handle all forms of addiction. Uh, we do prevention education about gambling addiction, and we do assist people. Um, addiction tends to not be a linear path, and it comes with many things. So you may have a drug addiction, but you may also uh, use gambling as another way, and then that becomes another addiction added on to that. Also, um, you know, drinking sometimes goes with gambling, and uh, sex addiction tends to be a, a a difficult pathway that happens as well. Wow. What is, what, how many years of training do you need to go through to, to, to be a counselor? So advocate? I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a certified recovery peer advocate and um, that's also known as a SERPA and recovery okay. coaching is a little bit different than being clinical. I, I do actually have a case act T as well. Um, so I am working towards being clinical Um, for recovery coaching, it's about 46 hours of training, but as I said before, it's someone with lived experience, um, either in recovery themselves or someone who has lived through it and seen the effects and is able to talk about that. We're going to find out more about the great work of Cape from our two terrific guests, Dora Celestino and Christina Goble, right after Kathy Kruvita says, who supports Radio Rotary every week by being our sponsor? Our sponsors this week are Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction Realty, Third Eye Associates, Leo Katie Sport, and by the Rotary Clubs of Brewster, Carmel, Clarkstown, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, Liberty, Millbrook, Manuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. I'll be back with more Radio Rotary right after these important messages, so stay tuned. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. 
Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to aarauctions.com, tell your friends about us, and please come back often. That's aarauctions.com. You're listening to 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM. And there's more of this week's Radio Rotary Show coming up. Hi, I'm Rotarian Susan Simon of Third Eye Associates. Rotarians devote themselves to caring for others. Sometimes we forget to care for ourselves, especially when it comes to planning for our future. At Third Eye Associates, we provide fee-only financial life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. Third Eye Associates. For more information or call us at 845-752-2216. That's 845-752-2216. Leo Katie's Ford is the home of great car deals for you. Whether it's the workhorse F-150 pickup, the exciting new all-electric Mustang Mach-E, or the family-friendly Fusion, Leo Katie's Ford has the car for you. Leo Katie's Ford is conveniently located on Route 94 in Warwick. Your next car is just a call away at Leo Katie's Ford, 888-474-2906. That's 888-474-2906. Remember, cars cost less at Katie's. Subscribe to the Radio Rotary Podcast and never miss an episode. We are on every popular podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe to the Radio Rotary Podcast today. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser, my usual co-host. Sarah O'Connell Clater is away, but we have our producer, Kathy Kruger, on the line. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Jonah. Thanks for uh, letting me sit down on this. This is a little personal, so I'm, I'm glad to be learning more about CAPE. Well, you don't have to thank me. You have to thank the producer. I do. <laughs> you hired yourself to do this job. Anyway, right. tell us about our guests. But yes, we have Dora Celestiano and Christina Goble with us from CAPE, the Addiction Prevention and Education, and uh, the Council, I should say, on Addiction Prevention and Education. And um, you ran into them, I believe, at a, uh, something up in Red Hook that took place, right? right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. And uh, they were nice enough to come on the show. Yes, they And were. Uh, uh, either Dora or Christina, uh, for those who t- tuned in late, remind us, what is CAPE? Not the thing that Batman puts on his shoulders. <laughs> Much more important. <laughs> What is CAPE? CAPE is the Council on Addiction Prevention and Education. Um, We are the premier substance use uh, prevention and recovery provider in the Mid-Hudson region. Uh, We implement nationally established educational programs. Our vision is uh, like health-focused community educating of families on high-risk factors contributing to behavioral health, um, including substance use disorders. Um, We emphasize on prevention and harm reduction efforts and engaging in compassionate care practices to better understand addiction as a complex brain disease. So we want to get out there. Prevention, prevention, prevention. Well, but sometimes prevention comes with being able to recognize addiction in one of your loved ones. So what are some of the warning signs 
of either alcoholism, gambling addiction, or drug addiction that people should be on the lookout for, especially you know if they have teenagers in the house or just any relative, any relative of a loved one. What are some of the warning signs we should watch out for? So a definite warning sign is if, um, you know, there's you're seeing money missing or there's, uh, you know, changes in your bank account, credit cards that are being taken out and, uh, you know, you can't explain purchases, things of that nature. Definitely a warning sign. Um, someone's not behaving like themselves and starting to, you know, not come home or going um, going out more. You see that their behavior is changing. Those are definitely signs. Um, opiates are a little bit easier to spot, um, as is alcohol, you know, slurring of words and uh, nodding out, falling asleep while you're talking to them, those kind of things. How do we differentiate in teenagers substance abuse versus, uh, and I raised two teenagers, that's why I've got gray hair, you know, moody, know-it-all, just mm-hmm. normal teen uh, development. How, how, how do we differentiate between those two ladies? Well, you have to just you have to you have to know your children and you have to have a connection with your children and you need to make sure that you have open communications. It's not easy to talk about substance use. It's not easy to talk about mental health issues. A lot of times they're co-occurring and you just have to be willing to talk to your children and make them aware of things. Um, and that is why CAPE offers a lot of programs within our school districts in Wappingers and um Hyde Park, Red Hook. We have a lot of counselors that go into the schools and they work on uh, children of parents with substance use. And that's a program that they do within the schools. And that has been really beneficial. I can speak from experience. Uh, My oldest daughter used that program and it really got her through some difficult times understanding, you know, the history that she went through. So you do a family, it's family counseling too. It's not just the person that's exhibiting, you know, any kind of signs and symptoms of of drug addiction or alcoholism, correct? So it goes, you know, recovery coaches can work with families. Yes. Um, We, we talk to pretty much anyone who needs assistance. Um, I never turn anyone away, whether it's, you know, a mom that's looking for help for their son, a, a relative, a spouse, um, a child, you know, we, that's where children, we usually try to push towards the school counselors mm-hmm. and get them involved with someone in the, in the school. Um, but we do provide support by assisting individuals and their families and navigating the existing systems and services that can lead to recovery. Um, and we just want people to know what is available, what's out there and where they can get assistance. Do you ever use, um, recovered addicts, whether alcoholics or drug addicts, uh, in, in these lectures. I know it made a profound impression upon me when I was a teenager. Um, I had an uncle who was an alcoholic. He became an alcoholic uh, in service during World War II. And he used to tell all the nephews, boys, I'm one week. Tr-. I mean, he, he could tell you the number of years, months, dates, hours, mm-hmm. minutes, seconds since he had his last drink. And it was a long time. But he always used to say, boys, I'm one drink away from the gutter. Don't mm-hmm. get started. Uh, in fact, at a family event, uh, he would sit in the car and listen to the ball game before, rather than going to cocktail hour. Oh. And my aunt would say, "Go get your uncle. Tell him it's time for the, you know, this wedding ceremony. Uh, the cocktail hour is over." And he would come in just to avoid temptation. So, do you ever use that? Uh, you know, people who have in, have been in recovery, uh, you know, saying, yeah. "Hey, listen, I've been there, done that. I know what it's all about." 
Yes. Yeah. So before I go on with that, Jonah, I just yeah. want to make a quick, um, I, you did use the word addict a few times. It always makes me cringe when I hear All those right. words. Sorry about because that. We need, no, that's okay. I just, you know, we, we educate and we advocate within the community to reduce stigma related to Perfect. disease yeah. because it is a disease. It's not a moral right. failing. Right. And we want people to understand that, you know, when we say addict, you, you think of negative connotations and negative mm-hmm. words and, um, you know, substance use is usually what we say, or someone who struggles mm-hmm. with substances. Um, it, it just changing the way we word things can be really, it can just make a world of difference. Of difference. Someone who's yeah. struggling. And, you know, I, that was something I was always terrified of as having a family father and his whole entire family that I knew who had uh, problems with um, alcohol addiction was, that was a, a big fear of mine always growing up. I, I have a quick question. I, I, I don't know if it, if it's a program you work with being uh, you know, the, the, uh, a child, um, you know, survivor of a, a father who was a, an um, alcoholic. Do you deal with the um, law enforcement as far as, um, you know, anybody ever getting hurt in a family? You know, my father, unfortunately, would come quite abusive when um, he was drinking. And I didn't know if you worked hand in hand with law enforcement to help keep people safe. Yes. So we do definitely work with law enforcement. And um, CAPE also has the victim impact panel, which is the panel that we use to inform people about drunk driving. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out more about the victim impact panel, which is a fascinating subject from our great guests, Dora Celestino and Christina Goble of the CAPE organization right after these messages, so stay tuned. We all move on a mental wellness scale. We can become depressed or anxious, or we can overuse drugs and alcohol when we're in a stressful situation. Stress will move us on a scale of mental wellness in a negative way. These times we are living in can certainly cause us all stress. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO at Mental Health America of Dutchess County. We here at MHA want everyone to know that if you find yourself struggling lately with your mental wellness, MHA has a wide array of support, treatment, and referral services. Our services are of no cost to you, and we are always happy to help in any way we can. A few thoughts to live by. Be kind to one another and check in on your friends, families, and neighbors. While you are checking in on others, please know that if you need guidance or professional help, MHA of Dutchess County is always here for you. We can be reached at 473-2500 or visit us on their web at mhaduchess.org. That's mhaduchess.org. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111, 338-9111, or normanstaffing.com. You're listening to 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM. And there's more of this week's Radio Rotary Show coming up. Hi, I'm Krista Hines, Executive Director of Hudson River Housing, a local nonprofit dedicated to helping communities in the Mid-Hudson Valley thrive. We believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to live in safe and affordable housing. No matter what your housing concern may be, you can count on us for assistance. Maybe you're looking to buy your first home and don't know where to start, or possibly seeking an affordable apartment to rent for you and your family. 
Or perhaps you found yourself in need of safe and supportive shelter with a compassionate team committed to helping you overcome the challenges of homelessness. We're here to help every step of the way. Please visit us online at HudsonRiverHousing.org or call us today at 845-454-5176. Again, that number, 845-454-5176. This is a community awareness message from 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM. Did you know that COVID-19 has a signature sound? Once a hospitalized patient is intubated and sedated, which at most hospitals is all of their ICU beds right now, you would think that patients couldn't make any noise, but they do. It's just a different kind of noise. This is called a red alarm. It's the sound of emergency and probably death. This alarm means that someone has reached a critical point and the doctors can't lower the parameters any further to silence it. This is what hospital staff hear all day and all night. Doctors and nurses are watching people starve, needing oxygen, knowing that there's absolutely nothing they can do to relieve the suffering. The patient is intubated, sedated, paralyzed, and on maximum ventilator support. The vaccine is no longer an option. Soon their heart will fail because it's not getting oxygen-rich blood, and recovery will be impossible. And when one alarm stops, another one begins. Don't risk your health and the health of your family and friends and neighbors and coworkers. What's less painful, getting a shot or a $75,000 hospital bill that your family will be stuck trying to pay? The COVID vaccines work. Get yours today. Thank you from 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host for the week is our producer, Kathy Kruger, and Kathy's going to, is going to introduce our two terrific guests. Take it away, Kathy. Yes, we are learning so much about Kate from Dora Celestiano and Christina Goebel, and just, just take it away. We kind of left off with the victim impact, and so if you could talk a little bit about that, that would yeah. be great. I think Chris- we need to hear about that. Yeah. Christina, what is the Victim Impact Panel? Panel, yeah. So the Victim Impact Panel is a program that CAPE offers for people who have had um, DWIs, DWAIs, and um, distracted driving charges. And they have to come and they listen to people's stories about, there's mothers that speak about losing their children to drunk driving. There's spouses that speak about losing their husbands or wives. Um, There are people that have struggled with substance use or alcoholism and have overcome it and have found recovery and they speak as well. And our hope is that doing the victim impact panel and having them hear these impactful stories will spark something that will stop them from getting behind the wheel when they know that they shouldn't. And this is mandated by the courts? It is normally mandated by the court, probation or parole. All okay. right. So they, they come and they have they listen to stories of people who have been there and done that. You know, long time listeners know I've spent uh, my career in the criminal justice system uh, in, in various positions. And one time uh, I, I was asked to observe a victim impact panel, not not as a drunk driver, fortunately, uh, but uh, just in my professional capacity. And it was tough not breaking out in tears because, you know, there was a, a mother there with a picture of a beautiful daughter who was killed when she was in high school with her graduation picture. She was killed right before graduation by a drunk driver and the, and the heart rendering stories uh, of, of these uh, victims uh, was almost too much to bear. Um, yes, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Now, yeah. I've with with COVID and not being able to. I don't know about court appearances. I think a lot of them were probably Zoom. You, how did impact? Was that all impacted by COVID for you having these panel meetings and so forth? So we did 
have, um, we offer Spanish and English classes for victim impact panels. So we did do a lot of that online. And during the pandemic, we were able to maintain that where there was an online program that attendees could register for, do the classes and, you know, have their certificate and everything was done uh, by video. So all those people that I was talking about that normally come in person and speak, we had recorded them and put them on video. And that's what you would watch on the online. Now we're going back to pretty much every other month in person. And generally, um, you know, that's a little bit more impactful. The numbers are definitely not as many people as we've seen in the past, but um, we've been able to stay active during COVID. Oh, good. Well, despite the pandemic, CAPE continued to deliver programs and vital services. We never stopped doing this important work. We've adapted to uh, the virtual landscape. Um, We've continue to adhere to the CDC guidelines uh, regarding in-person presentations. So, um, yeah, we never stop doing this important work. No, you can't. Uh, pandemic that's, just makes... That's, that's uh, very much to your worse. credit. Yes, now, it there's is. A, there's a proposal out there which is somewhat controversial, no matter which side of the, of the fence on this proposal you are, and that's uh, the legalization of marijuana and the mm-hmm. ability of localities to either opt in or opt out of whether or not they want marijuana sales in their village or town if they want uh, lounges, you know, for mm-hmm. the use of marijuana. Uh, does CAPE have a position on that? Have you, have you looked into that at all? Well, all municipalities on their dockets have a discussion of opting in or out of allowing dispensaries and on-site consumption facilities in their towns. Uh, community members have the right to know what's happening in their communities. Mm-hmm. So I urge you to look into that. Um, And CAPE is doing a survey, actually. I can give you the link. We're interested in seeing where, you know, people are regarding their towns and if they are okay with allowing dispensaries and on-site consumption facilities in their town. Uh, So if you would like to take our survey. Yes, please do. Give us a link. Okay. You can go to www.surveymonkey.com slash r slash municipality opt out give us that one more time dora okay www.surveymonkey.com slash r slash municipality opt out and folks home get a pencil and paper we'll have our great guest dora celestino repeat that before the end of the show. Now, speaking of things on the internet, you folks must have a website. So yes. if folks at home want more information or perhaps somebody listening says, you know what? It's time for me to clean up my act. It's time for me to address my issues uh, and, and get your help. What, what is your website? Our website is capedc.org. That's C-A, that. sure, C-A-P-E-D-C. And folks, Uh, again, get a pencil and paper. We'll have uh, Christina repeat that before the end of the program. I interrupted you. You were going to say something else? That's okay. I just wanted to say that if anyone takes away anything from this, besides the fact that we offer prevention education, um, it's just that to remember that alcohol and substance use disorders are complex brain diseases, not moral failings. It doesn't mean that you're failing at life. It just means that you might need extra support. And support is... Here, we are a free and confidential service. And when I say we, I mean the recovery coaches at CAPE. And we are here to assist you in whatever your pathway to recovery looks like without judgment. And if you or someone in your family is struggling, we're here to help. 
And Perfect. if people want to phone and make an appointment to see you or get resources, what's the phone number? You can reach me at 845-554-2527. Again, that's 845-554-2527. I hope this is an appropriate question because I know I have personal feelings on it, but um, medical marijuana, I think, has its place. Most definitely. I'm a nurse. I've seen family members uh, use it that have helped that have been, you know, like dying of cancer, for example. I just still worry about marijuana leading to other drug <laughs> addictions. Do Send we your have postcards, any? folks, to yes. Kathy Kruger, care of this Yeah, right. Do, do we have data? Do we have any <laughs> solid data that, that actually is out there that, that says, yeah, marijuana could lead to, you know, harder drug addiction? There's various opinions about that. And, okay. um, you know, it, it, I've seen it. So we believe in multiple pathways to recovery. There's not one one right way. And yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's not one right pathway to recovery. And uh, sometimes cannabis use is uh, a harm reduction method. So let's let's before we harm say reduction. goodbye. Okay. Yeah, okay. Before we say goodbye, I, repeat the survey and your website. Okay. So for the survey uh, regarding opting in or out of allowing dispensaries and on-site consumption facilities in your town, it is www.surveymonkey.com slash r slash municipality opt out and the cape uh, website is our, our cape website is capedc.org capedc.org and again if you need a recovery coach or someone to speak to you can reach me at 845-554-2527 laura celestino and christina gobel thank you for everything you do to help the yes. lives of others and thanks for joining us today on radio rotary Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, wonderful women. Kathy, who keeps us on the air by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? We are sponsored by the Mark Foundation, Norman Staffing, Hudson River Housing, and by the Rotary Clubs of Mental Health America of Dutchess County. That's like top of the list there. Um, New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Ramapo Valley, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffern, Wallkill East, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell Clater. We'll be back with us soon. Our producer, Kathy Kruger, and our production director, Randy Turner. This is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, radiorotary.org.